You're listening to The Lively Pod. It's 12 Days of Podmas. Let's dive in. Hello, you all. Welcome back to Podmas Day 3. Today's episode is a part two to yesterday's episode. Yesterday, we focused all on ways to show up for you, but today we're focusing all on ways to show up for others, aka relationship building. And so first tip coming out of the gate is to be a listening ear for others. Sometimes your advice is not always needed. This is something that has helped in my relationships so much. I absolutely love being the person that people can vent to, that people can talk about what's on their mind, and just being there and supporting them through whatever they're going through. And knowing that even though I may not have all of the answers, that's okay. They're not coming to me for answers for me to solve all of their solutions. They're going to make the decision at the end of the day that works best and is intuitive to them, not what I tell them to do. And I don't think they should do what I tell them to do because it's their life. And so really just offering a listening ear. This is something that I was taught in my health coaching program is that you're really meant to be there to hear what they have to say, to bounce ideas off of them, and allow them to just feel fully supported and just have your unconditional presence when you're around them. This helps so much when trying to connect deeper with people. Secondly is to send people you love a message telling them that you're thinking of them. This means so much to your friends and family, no matter if it's just a little thought or something that reminded you of them. Maybe it's a song you were listening to or something you drove past on your drive to work or something you saw on TV, but just sending them a text whenever you're thinking about them. It makes them feel so loved. This is something that my dad does for me. He'll just send random gifts or random I love you messages and it really does put a smile on my face and make me feel loved and supported even though it's not a long 45-minute conversation or going out of your way to plan events with them. It just truly shows you that the little things do matter. They do add up. So if you are someone who is super busy, just sending them a message can make their day and keep the relationship that you have with them alive. Kind of going off of that is to schedule in friend dates. If you're introverted like me, this is an important one. This is something that I like to do at the beginning of each week. You guys know I love my Gist Day Sundays. That's where the episodes come in. They all come out on Sundays now because that is my Gist Day. It's my get your shit together day. And so obviously I schedule all of my appointments, workouts, events, work things on Sundays and just plan it out for the week to come, but I also make sure I schedule in friend dates because while it can seem super overwhelming in the moment to kind of make spontaneous plans or to just let, honestly, life get away from you, it's so easy to let friendships just kind of fall to the wayside when things get busy. 
And so making sure that you have the date set out because you're going to enjoy it. It'll be such a good break being able to talk and listen to your friends, whether it's a coffee date or going out to dinner or having them over for a movie night. It's so much fun to have these things to look forward to on your calendar. And so taking a, like, even if it's just 15 minutes out of your day to schedule in these events with friends can make a huge difference for ways that you can show up for them. Another way that you can show up for others is by making them something. So whether it be something small, like a Spotify playlist, maybe it's a photo album or a video clip of you all together. I love when my phone If you have an iPhone and use the Photos app, you know what I'm talking about, but it'll basically create little mini videos of memories and events. And I love looking through these and think that they are so fun. No, they're not the highest quality videos or sometimes the music is so ridiculously cheesy. It's insane. But I love sending them to my friends when events that we were in together pop up or just seeing them. And it's such a cute way to kind of reminisce on old memories together. So making sure that you're making use of that if you have an iPhone and sending them to your friends. But you can also make them a cake or brownies. This is something I do all the time. I am a huge baker, but then I don't like to eat the things necessarily or keep them around the house because I just end up eating like an entire pan of brownies in one sitting and that is good for no one, especially me. So making sure that when you bake things like bread or brownies or cake that you find different people to give it to. I love giving it to the people in my apartment building like the maintenance men or the desk ladies but people like that can make, it can make their day and it can make your relationship stronger with them. And so if you ever have anything go wrong in the future, they will be more receptive to helping you because you've taken time out of your day to cultivate that relationship, even if it's just because you were doing a self-care activity and baking and doing it for your own mental health, you can make sure that it has a lasting impact on others by including them, whether it be just giving them the thing that you made or including them in the baking activity, even if you want. Number five is to engage in their hobbies, to try something new yourself, but also to let them teach you something. It's valuable for both parties and it's something that I love doing is just listening to people talk about their hobbies, about something that they love and seeing them light up about it. It's so fun. I know for me, something that people often talk to me about that I have no, no clue about is politics. People will talk to me about politics or religion and they get, just get to teach me their point of view because I'm a very unbiased source when it comes to these things because I don't, I don't necessarily keep myself super educated on it. It's something that I'm working on and obviously by talking to a bunch of different people and letting them 
tell me their perspectives. I'm getting more of an education base on this, but it's so fun seeing them light up about something that they're talking about and to not necessarily play devil's advocate for them. I feel like that happens a lot in conversations when you're talking about things. People can get in such heated debates about why their side is right, but instead just letting them tell you why their side is right. And even if you don't believe in that as well, or you don't have the same viewpoint, that's totally fine. That's totally normal. But the ways that you show up for them are letting them almost vent their opinions to you and accepting that, being like, wow, that's so interesting that you have that opinion. I never thought of it that way. And so it's something that I love doing, but you can also take this into like more of a physical meaning of like going out and doing their hobbies. If they like to bar crawl, maybe you go and do that one time, even if that's not your cup of tea, because it sure ain't mine. But I know my friends support me by coming to my yoga classes, even though they don't like yoga or they don't do yoga regularly. I have a lot of friends who come and support me anyway, and that to me is so fun. And so engaging in their hobbies is another way to show up for others. My next little bullet point that I had written down was to figure out your communication styles and honor the other persons in your relationship. So whether this is your best friend, maybe it's your mom, your dad, even your sister, your relationship that you're in. It's kind of like finding out their love language. I think it's honestly really important to know your friend's love language because it can be so helpful in friendships, even if they're platonic. They don't have to be relationships to figure out the ways that they show love because love can absolutely and should be involved in friendships, in family relationships, and in your more intimate relationships. And so... I love finding out my friends' love languages or personality types because it really just gives you insight onto what they value and knowing that one of my friends, she highly values words of affirmation. So I know if I just take my time out of my day to compliment her on something that I see her doing or to thank her for showing up for me, just making sure that I vocalize what she means to me I know it makes her feel so good and important and I think that that makes the biggest difference in a relationship because then if I know a different one of my friends has the love language of quality time, I know I really need to go out of my way to go on coffee dates with her and make sure that I'm showing up physically for her so that our our relationship can grow. And I think making sure that they know your relationship style, making sure they know your communication style. Are you a bad texter? Do you need your friends to know that it's not them, it's you? (laughs) You just don't like being on your phone all the time, but you do love hour-long phone conversations once a week to catch up and do all your just catching up. And so I think letting them know like, hey, I'm horrible at texting you. I love that you text me every day, but can we instead just catch up once a week on the phone? And then scheduling that into your calendar, making sure that you carve out that time for them and your relationships will just be in so much of a better place because you'll both be on the same wavelength as well as just understanding the way that you all communicate best. 
I think this kind of blends into the next point that I had is that knowing what type of relationship you have together and don't force it to be an all or nothing kind of thing. You can have your coffee friend versus your yoga friend versus your going out friend. They don't have to be wrapped up into one person. I think this is something that TV romanticizes and makes it hard in real life because a lot of times characters in movies or TV shows they'll have that best friend that does everything with them and you're like you look for that in life and sometimes that just doesn't happen or you have that person but they're busy or in a busy season of life and so you're then looking to fill these different voids and you're like oh I just wish I would have a friend to do all of these activities with me but instead try to find friends that you know what they enjoy. So I know I have one friend who loves going out. And so anytime I'm ready to go out, I text her and I'm like, hey, let's do it. Let's go balls to the walls this weekend. Let's have a party and we can do that together. And it's so much fun. I have another friend who loves to do chores like together. And so we'll FaceTime, we'll talk for two hours as we're folding laundry, doing all the things. And it's our catch up time. And I know that that quality time is just the same as going out to bars with my other friend. They're just two different types of friendships and two different types of relationships. So knowing what they value, what their communication style is, and how you all best serve each other as friends is so important to building that relationship. Another thing that I think kind of falls in this category is don't overpromise and underdeliver. I heard this quote from somebody in my health coaching group and she was like, yeah, it's something that I was taught in sales is to never overpromise a client and then underdeliver. And I think this happens with friendships a lot where friends will be like, oh, do you want to do this, this, and this next week with me? And you can be like, yeah, in the moment that sounds great. And then come the next day or even the next hour, you are no longer in that situation. You're like, oh shoot, I can't do that. I have all of this other work to do or I've just run myself out so much. I'm so burnt out that I just need some alone time. And therefore you, you're basically over promising them in the moment and then you under deliver and you leave them feeling like you don't want to hang out with them because you made this commitment almost, you said yes, without realizing what it is that you can actually commit to. So I think instead holding back a little bit and being like, hey, let me look at my calendar. I've been super busy this week and I have a really busy next week. So I'm not sure if I'll be able to make that, but maybe we can do this one thing instead of all three things. So making sure that you're giving what you can give and make sure that you don't come off too strong in all the commitments that you think you can make before you can actually put them into practice. And so lastly, this is just something that I personally really value, so I threw it in here, but it's put the damn phone down. 
I cannot stand when people are on their phones when we're trying to have like a conversation or we're at dinner and it's totally one thing if you're showing them something on your phone or you're getting them involved with the content on your phone that is a completely different thing I love having TikTok nights with my family where we show up all the funny TikToks that we've found over the past few weeks on the TV that is completely different from what I'm talking about but it's when you're sitting and watching a movie together and they're on their phone or they're texting a bunch of different people while they're also trying to prioritize your relationship. I think that that is a big relationship blocker and can make the other person feel out of the loop or undervalued. And so just making sure that when you are trying to build relationships that you're showing up fully for them and that when you carve out time for a certain relationship, whether you're on the phone with them, you're going on a coffee date, that you prioritize the other person for who they are and that you're not making them compete with whatever is on your phone or the people who are texting you in your life. So I have worked really hard to cultivate this and most of my friends are so, so good about putting the phone down. And I think that's why they're my friends is I really value that. And so they have come to know that about me and we just have a really, really great and intimate conversations every time we get together. And we can just go into really personal stuff really fast because we're just so committed to the relationship and we're so present whenever we're together that it just makes it easy. And so making sure to cut out all the distractions, all the barriers like phones and technology and to-do lists and all the things and really giving it your all. Okay, you guys, this is a short episode, but I hope it had some value for ways to show up for others in your life. I hope that you can use this, especially over the holiday season when you're gathering with your chosen family or your family and make sure that you prioritize all the people you love because relationships are such a big part to being the healthiest versions of ourselves. I truly believe that the human race is one that values other human intimacy and so making sure that you're taking the time out of your day to spend time with others and engage with others and yeah just build the best relationships possible and enjoy all of the things that the people in your life have to offer. I cannot wait for another day of Podmas tomorrow. It's going to be a great one. We're talking all about healthy holiday season and it's basically going to be a how-to guide to create your healthiest holiday yet and feel empowered. So I will catch you tomorrow with yet another episode of The Lively Pod. Happy Podmas!